will stand against the king. No one can. No one will. Oh. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Him. Who can stand? No one can. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Eka Kundenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. Welcome. Hey, hey. Oh, victory belongs. Victory belongs to him. Oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Ooh, oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. If you're just tuning in, you are welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer. How you all doing? It's a beautiful day. It's 17, 13 p.m. My time. Hope you're doing well. It's been raining all day, but we give God all the glory. We thank God. Put your trust in him and keep trusting him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Woo. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to Jesus. 
Victory belongs to him. Victory belongs to Jesus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wonderful and a beautiful day, and it's always a pleasure to be here and to share the word with you all. It's a pleasure and a privilege. To work for God. So today's message is titled A Forgiving Heart. So let's pray, let's commit the day into God's hands, the broadcast into God's hand and the rest of our evening. Father Lord, we thank you, we worship you, we glorify you. Father, you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the mighty man in battle. I worship you all, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father. Father, I commit this broadcast into your hands, O oh Lord Jesus. I cover the broadcast with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. I cover myself with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. And all those who are listening to me right now, who will listen to me later, Father, protect them and cover them with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. Let your blood that speaks more than any other blood, let it speak for us, Father, Lord. Less of me and more of you, Holy Spirit, take over me. Speak through me, I'm just a vessel. Use me to your glory. I ask all this through Christ, the only Son, who lives and reigns within the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Father. So like I was saying, I said today's topic is a forgiving heart. It's titled A Forgiving Heart. And uh, I would also like us to do book reading today. We'll read from my book. My book is titled My Experience with Jesus. You can get it from Amazon. You can get the ebook there as well, and you can get the paperback from Amazon. My Experience with Jesus by Kathy Ekakunde. Okay. All right. So I'll be reading today from my book, chapter 3, and it's also titled A Forgiving Heart. So this book, um, let me give you a bit, um, give a little bit of insight about my book, what it's all about. It's a Christian book, and these are all my experience. From the title, it speaks for itself, though they say we can, at times, not all title, the way a book is titled goes with what is written inside, but mine is straight up, right, my experience with Jesus. 
These are some of the encounters and experience I've had since I retraced my step to the Father, back to the Father 2017, through my woman of God, through my apostle and a woman with a golden heart, God's own chosen, Apostle Belema Abili. She's my spiritual mother. Through her, I, re, I rededicated my life through her ministry and uh, I became born again. And I've had a lot of encounters with Christ, a lot of experience with Christ. And she gave an assignment. She, she told us um, sometime around January there about that God has given an assignment for the members in the ministry through her. So she came up and she said, God said, we should all talk about Jesus for 11 minutes. If you are led, talk about Jesus for 11 minutes. If somebody walk up to you and say, I always hear you talk about Jesus. Who is Jesus? And you need to tell this person who Jesus is within this time frame, right? 11 minutes. You have to tell people and at the end of the day, lead them to Christ. So people were making the, um, doing the assignment make videos and share on their wall and something happened i didn't watch that video because the instruction was um you have to watch the video so you can get an understanding of it all and then you make your video if you are late make a video talk about jesus for 11 minutes and for some reason i didn't listen to the video but i woke up that morning and saw most of the sisters in the ministry have shared on facebook my level minute with jesus and it was done on me i tried to listen some just a few minutes i think one or two i didn't listen the whole 11 minutes but i got the sense from the topic or the capture of the message i knew we had we had to talk about jesus so sorry i'm sipping from my tea it's a bit cold today this evening right now so um i decided oh, okay something i can do so i left for work came back and i did mine i have my videos up to today in my phone on my phone i have them there so i listened i made my own i talked about jesus for 11 minutes day one it was interesting but i didn't post it on facebook for some reason i posted it on my whatsapp status day two i did the same thing so i think it was on day two that i decided to rewatch the video that she did and that's when i got the instruction that if you didn't watch the video don't make your video talk about jesus because probably you will not get an understanding at least it was a message right as always she comes on and she preaches and so i didn't get to watch that video i was like oh okay thank god i didn't post it because i didn't watch the video to begin with but I was led to, to talk about Jesus for 11 minutes. Day two, I posted on my, I shared on my WhatsApp status. Day three, and there was this excitement because I had these encounters already. So those were what I was sharing. But something happened. Instead of me tightening the very first day, instead of me, since I didn't watch, you know, like, that's good. It's good to keep to instructions because it was my 11 minutes with Jesus. But since I didn't watch it, and out of excitement, Seeing people talking about Jesus for 11 minutes, I came and I tied to myself my 11 minutes challenge with Jesus. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't post it. I, she would have called me out. I mean, for somebody who's been following her, watching her for four years, such, such mistake is not expected of me, right? We're all bound to make mistakes, but come on. If you know somebody, you know her too well. I mean, you know the things that will get them upset. You, they expect you should know better being her follower for this length of time 
so i didn't post i was like oh thank god when i listened to the, the video later i was like okay so the day three i did it day four i was kind of restless at work i was like i have to get back home and make a video and share my experience meanwhile on day two i already titled now my 11 minute experience with jesus that's how i called it day two day three i came up again with my videos my 11 minutes experience with jesus and i made a video i tried to make my videos limited within 11 minutes i think day two was about nine minutes or so so day four while i came back from work rushing to make my video i went to use my restroom so while I got there, that's when I heard the Spirit of God said, why don't you write a book, title it, My Experience with Jesus? I heard it so clearly. It was so clear and loud that I had to look up my ceiling, like the voice was coming up from the ceiling. I looked left, I looked right, I was like, and me, write a book, how? Like, this is something I've never thought of, right? I knew I tried to write um, a movie script because my cousin acts. So I tried to write a movie script twice and that thing didn't go anywhere. <laughs> she called me, she said like, can you try and just come up with something, a story and write or I did. And she didn't call to ask. The second time she did the same thing, right? And then this one now, I mean, that's when you can say, okay, because you know somebody who is doing it. I mean, talking of writing a book, I've never thought of it. Despite the fact that I'm an art student, but I was an art student back in school. I did literature you know and i love acting drama and stuff like that but i never for once thought of me writing a book so i was like huh least of it talking about writing a christian book probably back then before me became uh, before i became a born again if they've asked me to write a book or something about romance and that will lead people to sin because you come up with all these pictures you give the you have to write and in, in, the, in the such a way that when the, the person who is reading in their mind they just have to have a picture of some things that don't even some nonsense things things that will lead people to sin you know the writer has to write in a way that it is so captivating and engaging when the person is reading and you have to bring it to real you know make it look like it's so real even like when you're acting movies there's some movies that are so captivating you sit and if that scene is not finished probably you will not leave your seat or to the end of the movie you know so i was like okay i waved it i came i made the video day four and i posted as usual i shared i went for groceries it was a friday so while i went for groceries the thought never left me it was like why don't you write a book titled my experience with jesus and immediately those experiences those encounters started coming because i had them already the encounters started coming coming in my mind i was like no 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 i said father if this is you then you need to confirm somehow so i slept woke up on saturday the thought never left and i contacted my sister dr esther samson god bless her she's one faithful sister who has been there with me through thick and thin i'm telling you this period um has been she's somebody that i mean god sent her to me in times like this for a reason i've known her for some years now but we've never been this close and all of a sudden we became so close and she's been a backbone she's been supporting me she's been giving me all the courage and everything you can get from or you expect from a sister and a friend right 
So I called her that Saturday morning immediately and she was like, yes, you can do it. Kate, you can. Because she's an author, by the way. She's written a couple of books and she was like, Kate, you can do it. Okay, I will help you look for somebody who will do this probably and this and that and that. I was like, oh, okay. That's okay. No problem. And then I decided to do a three days drive fast. Oh, sorry, I decided not a three days drive fast. I decided to do a 14 days fast which was six to six and on the fifth day i got the confirmation and the rest is history now i have my book here so you can get it from amazon and i treated a lot of topics there things that i encountered with christ everything in the book is nothing but the truth there are no stories there that are made up stories they are my experience with christ some that i was learned to write i was led to write them because i have so many encounters and experience since I rededicated my life to Christ. So that's just the, um, the summary of it all, of my book, how I, I became an author, right? Okay, so. Today we are talking about the forgiving, a forgiving heart. This is something most, of all, most people are dealing with, most of us are dealing with unforgiveness unforgiveness and unforgiveness is a sin that most people take it lightly and most people don't know until it's been revealed to them or they are told my case it was revealed to me god himself told me this the spirit of god told me and i never knew i had unforgiveness until he revealed it to me and uh, again i want to stress on this fact because most most people are dealing with unforgiveness and they don't even know they don't know and at times some people they know but they ignore it the signs are there but they will ignore it they will try to suppress it and even when you are you ask them when you approach them they will tell you no no i don't have anything against that one i just want to 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 mind my lane we don't have to be best of friends we're friends or we're sisters you know we're friends, we're close, but it's okay. Things are falling apart. Let her go her way. I go my way. I have nothing. I hold nothing against her. I just want to mind my business. But no, deep inside of them, they still have grudges. And there are very simple simple ways to prove it. When you see that person, there's this... You feel very uncomfortable. Even if you're smiling, at times your mood will even change when you see them walk in. Let's say you are sitting somewhere and you just see them from nowhere. They walk in. Your heart will start pounding fast or your mood will just change. And at times we do it unconsciously. Because it's something that is in there we can't pretend. You see your, your face will just change. From somebody who had a smiling face, you become angry or you start making faces. You start to snob. When they greet you, you just answer. You just want to go quickly. You don't want to stand and talk to this person. You know, that's why I said the signs are always there, but we try to suppress and pretend and say, I don't have anything against them. But remember that if you have unforgiveness in your heart, it's not that person you are holding down. You're holding yourself down. You're holding yourself, you're tying yourself down in bondage. Because you will imagine a situation, it's a scenario where you're sitting, laughing with friends, chatting, having a good time. And this friend of yours, this ex-friend of yours, just walk in. Probably comes to your table where you are seated or she's passing by. Oh, you're like, oh my God, not again. What's she doing here? Your mood, your countenance, everything will change. 
instead of you enjoying the good atmosphere and the time you're sharing with your friends you start thinking of some things that are uncalled for whereas if you sincerely make up with this person you don't need to be best of friend but if you sincerely forgiven this person you live a free life you'll be a free person i've been there i'm speaking out of experience i'm speaking out of experience and i thank god that he delivered me from it yes i will say that he delivered me from it you need deliverance for that i'm telling you it's god's it will take god's grace to save so many people from this unforgiveness it will take god's grace to for for people to let go that's why I say I thank God that he has delivered me from the spirit of unforgiveness. Because it's something I have dealt with so many times. And even right now when he wants to come, I'm like, no, 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 I'm done with this. I'm done. Like I just shut devil. My mind is closed. I have nothing against anybody. Nothing. I can't even. I can't. How do I live with the spirit of God in me will grieve. The spirit of God can't even dwell inside of me if I have unforgiveness. The Spirit of God can't live inside of me. So we have to learn to forgive people. And there are some people who have not forgiven themselves either for mistakes that they did in the past or the way they acted towards somebody in the past. Probably an act of weakness that they showed towards somebody. They are not able to forgive themselves. But I want to let you know today that Jesus has forgiven you. You have to let go. Free yourself from it. Because you might be good. You can say, I don't commit fornication. I'm not an adulterous wife or adulterous man. I'm not a thief. I'm not, name it, I'm not a murderer. I'm good to go. But you have unforgiveness in your heart. You won't make heaven, dear friend. You won't make heaven. Let go. It will, take the God, the, it will take God's grace to reveal this to you. This is something I was dealing with. I never knew I had unforgiveness in me. I'm telling you. We have to let go. It doesn't worth it. Imagine you, you are free from all these other sins. And you die. You find yourself before God. And he said, depart from me. I don't know. You say, Father, but what? I'm not a thief. I'm not a murderer. I don't do this. I don't do that. Name it all. And then he reveals to you that you have unforgiveness. You didn't forgive your sister, your brother. Some people even go to the extent of swearing. Some will say, over my dead, over their dead body. They will not let go. They will not forgive what this person did to them. But you yourself, you, do, you are not free also. You can't tell me you're 100% good. You've not hurt somebody. You might say, okay, I've made peace with God. But probably you hurt somebody that you don't even know. Directly or indirectly. So we should learn to forgive people and learn to forgive ourselves and always ask God for forgiveness. I say this all my time. If you've been listening to my messages, I say, I don't know how many times I go before God in a day asking him for forgiveness. It might be through my thought. It might be through an act. It might be in any way. I don't know. We're all living by his grace. None is perfect. But we have to do our part for him to help us. Just like the message I preached some weeks ago about the prodigal son who came back to the father. He made an effort. He made an effort. He realized that what he did was wrong. 
And he realized that the life he was living, that's not, that life was not meant for him. He said, no, I have to go back to my father. I have to go and tell him that I have sinned against him and against heaven. Ask for forgiveness. That was doing his own part. And the father saw him from a distance. The father ran to him and they met midway. So you have to do your part and God will do his. He's watching you. He's waiting. Make that effort. He knows we are human. We are weak. But at least take that bold step. Say, father, I'm coming back. What they did to me is so heavy. I helped them. I did nothing but good. But look at how they pay me back. I need your grace to let go. I know people have hurt you. They have done terrible things. We need God's grace. You can't do it on your own. You need God's grace. And at times, there are even some minor things that if you look at it or when you have the Spirit of God, you'll be like, but what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Let me give you an example in the Bible before we read from my book. Let me read um, the book of John. John 8 verses 1 to 11. The woman caught in adultery. I hope you can get me. Is the music too loud? Let me reduce it a bit. I love this music. It just takes me to somewhere else. So let me read John 8, verses 1 to 11. Then everyone went home, but Jesus went to the Mount of, to the Mount of Olives. Early the next morning, he went back to the temple. All the people gathered around him, and he sat down and began to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought, brought in a woman who had been caught committing adultery. And they, and they made her, sorry, and they made her sat before them all. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. In our law, Moses commanded that such a woman must be stoned to death. Now, what do you say? They said this to trap Jesus. They said this to trap Jesus so that they could accuse him. But he bent over and wrote on the ground with his finger. As they stood there, as they stood there asking him questions, he straightened himself up and said to them, Whichever one of you has committed no sin may throw the first stone at her. Then he bent over again and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they all left one by one. The older one first, Jesus was left alone with the woman still standing there. He straightened himself up and said to her, Where are they? Is there no one left to, to condemn you? No one, sir, she answered. Well then, Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go, but do not sin again. So this passage is not encouraging us to commit adultery. It's not for, it's not like Jesus is supporting people who are committing adultery. But the point that Jesus is pointing out here is that we have all sinned. And he said he will not condemn the woman either. But let her go and sin no more. We all know Jesus did not come here to condemn us, but to free us. And he gave his life so that 
we might have life. So, Jesus forgave this woman and advised her not to sin again. And who are you not to forgive your sister, your friend? If Jesus himself can forgive, he had the power to judge her. Remember, he is the son of God. And Jesus is God in human flesh. But Jesus said, no, I will not commit, I will not condemn you, but I will advise you not to sin again. Go and sin no more. He forgives us. I keep saying it. I say, I don't know how many times I go before God. I'm a human. I might get upset. I might say something to somebody. I might do something. I ask for forgiveness. So why won't I forgive somebody else? Why? And at times people think it's pride. Over my, those use, people will swear. Say over their dead body, they will not forgive this one who did this. Can you stand in front of your mirror and look at yourself? Look at your reflection and say, no, I'm good to go. I'm clean. If God were to come now, I'll make heaven. Let's assume that you are not committing adultery. You are not a murderer. You are not committing fornication. You are not a thief. You don't gossip because that's a sin on its own as well, which many people think is not a sin. Most get term it as girls talk, my dear. Gossiping is a sin. The Spirit of God revealed that to me. And I've shared it in my messages as well. So stay away from gossip also. You think you are just having a normal conversation. Everybody does it. You can be different. You can decide to change to be different. So let's even assume you are not doing all of those things. But you have unforgiveness in you. You think you'll make heaven? You won't make heaven because somebody has gossiped you. You've forgotten that you once did that. You've once been there. Or because somebody did not grant you a favor. You hold on to unforgiveness. I helped them when they needed me. And now it's their turn to help me. I will never forgive them. People use words. Our, our words. Listen, change your words and change your world. Don't use your tongue to, to curse yourself. People say over their dead body. And there's no repentance in the graves. And when you die, that is it. Meaning over your dead body means... Even when you are dying, you won't forgive that person. You have, pref you have chosen hell over forgiveness to make heaven. Change your words. Change your world, dear friend. Look at even the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman was living in fornication. She, or she was committing the act of fornication. She has lived with five men. She was not married to them. And Jesus revealed that to her. Jesus pointed, her, her doubt, um, pointed that out to her when they met at the well. When Jesus met this lady at the well and asked, Jesus started the conversation. He asked for water. And then she told him, that, go and bring your husband. She said, I don't have a husband. I'm not my. Jesus said, yes, of course. Because even the man you are living with, he's not your husband. That's the sixth one. And the woman was shocked. And she went into the town calling people that she's met somebody who have told her the story of her life. This man must be, they should come and see this person. She became an evangelist. She encountered Christ. Her life changed. 
Unfortunately, the Bible did not write everything because if the Bible had to write everything that happened in people's life when they encounter crisis, would have been too big. But we, we pray and we thank God for his grace and wisdom revealing things. That woman became an evangelist. The act of her going into the city and for Jesus telling her that that one is not, I'm sure the conversation went deeper. Jesus must have pointed out to her that that man is not your husband and it's not good for you to live with a man when you are not yet married to that man. It's a sin. Because this woman went called people and people came. And the people said, we are not believing just because you told us that. But we have seen him. We've encountered him. They begged Jesus to stay. Jesus stayed there again. Jesus spent some days with them. Then he moved over. Because Jesus himself was a great evangelist. He was moving from town, from places to places. Preaching the gospel, the good news of Christ Jesus. Of, of the gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And asking people to repent. Delivering people. Casting out demons, helping people, feeding people. That's the work of Christ Jesus. He said he didn't, those, they, they wanted to condemn him that, oh, you work with the sinners, the tax collectors. He said, yes. Those who say they are fine, I didn't come for them. I come for the sick people. Only sick people visit the doctor, right? I've come for these ones who are sinners and who are ready to, to receive me. I've come for them. So you say you are fine, you are perfect. I don't need to be with you. That's why I will feed with these people and dine with them. And in the, com in the course of eating with them, he'll speak the word. He will tell them about God. And they will repent. It's a clear example when he was talking with this lady at the well. It's a clear example. This man was living in sin. If somebody that passed by, like, ah, maybe this man has gotten a new cash. Oh, maybe this, this Jesus is going to be his new lover. Let's say somebody who doesn't know that is Jesus, a passerby just passed will be like, oh, this woman again. Uh -huh, she's chatting with somebody. And those who know Jesus will be like wondering. Because even when his disciples came, remember the disciples were not there. They went to look for food. Even when they came, they were wondering, what is he doing alone with a woman here? They were wondering. And they even brought food. They said, eat. He said, no, he's not going to, he will not eat. He's fine. And they were like, okay, did someone give him food in our absence? But he was happy, satisfied, because at least he has brought somebody to God that day. He has caused somebody to repent because he pointed out her, her mistakes, her sin. That you've been, you've lived with five men and this is the seat one you are not married to. Jesus did not condemn her. Rather, Jesus spoke life into her, revealed her sin, and she confessed of her sin and became an evangelist. That's what happened when you encounter Christ. And we've encountered Christ. We don't miss church. We go to church every Sunday. We are there. We listen to people preaching the gospel. And yet we had in our heart, we'll not forgive this one because they said something. We'll not do this because they did this. Like seriously. You prefer to go to hell because of ego, because of pride. You want to prove a point. Who are you proving the point to? Who? You want to prove a point that no, you, you, are, you are a strong girl or a strong person. And people are hailing you. But you, when you die, remember, when you die, you'll be there alone. If you get my book, you will see I treated another topic. I, did, I can't say I treated another topic. I wrote about my, these are all my encounters and experience. Even though I break them down in different topics as they were coming. I have love. I wrote about love. I wrote about unforgiveness, a forgiving heart. I wrote about gratitude. I wrote about the growth and the new meaning um, to life. I wrote about revelation. When I had an encounter... 
I thought I I was there, not I thought I was in the in the in the room waiting to be judged. If you read my book, you get to that point and you remember and you realize that when you die, you'll be there alone. In that dream, I was with my daughter. I didn't bother. I was asking God for forgiveness, for him to forgive my sin. I sat on the floor to tell you how serious it was. Because I know, like I knew that if this is the end, they are judging me. Like right now, I'm, I'm not making heaven. If not, why, why was I crying? I knew I had a lot. I had things with me, in me, because I was begging God for forgiveness. If Father, forgive me, I've forgiven them also. Meaning I had unforgiveness in me. How can I tell him that I've forgiven those who, who've hurt me? It means I had unforgiveness in me. So I'm telling you today that these people who are cheering you up and you think, oh, you are the strongest girl in town, you are doing it. My dear friend, you are deceiving yourself. Make peace with God. Make peace with all men. You don't need to be friends. Forgive them. And walk your way. Go your way. Mind your business. But don't have unforgiveness in your mind, in you. In your mind or your heart or wherever you are keeping them. I don't know about you people because me, my heart is too small. My mind is too small to be carrying people with me. I have other things I'm dealing with. Then to carry people. How many people? 10, 20 or 1. Even one person, that's a body. Each time you see that person, you sigh, you feel bad. Or the thought of that person just comes. Or a flash of that person. At times when you're in a good mood, even thinking, that's when the, that person will flash. Or the name will flash. Or people will bring. And then you just spoil your mood. But since Christ delivered me from that, when I even think of people whom I used to have malice with, I just smile like, Father, thank you. How I feel free when I see them in the city. Or even if I come across their names so on Facebook, I just smile. I say, Father, thank you. I'm safe now. Thank you. Because that was a big deal. Even Jesus himself, he was there on the cross when they killed him. Jesus still forgave those people because he knows what it means. He didn't want to go back to the Father without saying it. He pronounced it. He said it. He said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Do you know what that means? The person who is crucifying you, killing you. You even test it. You ask them for water. They gave you vinegar to show you the heart that Jesus has. Let's be honest. It needs. It takes only somebody who has the heart of God and with God's grace to forgive people who've committed such an act on you. They humiliated him. They stripped him naked. They insulted him, made a ton of, of, of a crown of thorn, mocked him, nailed him. He was dying like, okay, let me even have water. I'm testing. My throat is dry. I'm here on the cross dying. Give me just water. They gave him vinegar. Yet, he forgave them. And who are you not to forgive? Men mortal like you. That God can just say, okay, it's over. And you find yourself on the other side. You won't see heaven. You won't even see that gate. You won't go close to that gate. 
There is no repentance in the grave. Don't wait until when you are about to die, then you will make peace with God because we don't know that hour. We don't know that time. We don't know it. The day I had this revelation, I didn't know in my dream I was fine. My mom visited me and I left my mom at home. I said, okay, let me go and meet my, my boys where they were playing football. They went for football training. I took my daughter along with me. And from nowhere in the middle of the road, it was dark. There was a house nearby. We ran in for shelter. When we got in there, I tried to look through the window. I saw another house at the heat top. Lightning was striking. It was dark and cloudy. And when I turned back, I realized everybody in that house was praying. People were praying and crying. Out of how many people were there, it was only one. One of oh, Father, thank you for this revelation today. I never saw it this way. I always say it, but... I never had this revelation. Out of the lots that were there, it was only one woman. That woman was so sure that she's going to heaven. And I can tell you people that she was the only one who would have made heaven. Among all of us all, they were seated in that room crying and waiting to be judged. She was so relaxed, so comfortable and so confident in herself. It's like she was just glorifying God like, Father, thank you. The hour has come. I'm waiting for my hour. Just take me. Let me go home. She was just so relaxed. As in, relaxed. Everybody was crying and wailing. I refused to sit on the couch. I sat on the floor, gnashing my teeth, crying and wailing. And this lady came from where she, she was seated. She walked gently to me. She took a scarf and she covered my head. And I was crying and begging. I remember very well what I was saying. I said, Father, forgive me. I'm forgiving all those who've hurt me. Forgive me. That's what I was saying. This will tell you that unforgiveness, we all have it inside of us and we should try and let go. I didn't say, Father, forgive me for fornication. Forgive me for adultery. Forgive me for stealing. Forgive me for lies telling. I said, forgive me. I'm forgiving all. Meaning, in my sleep, I still had some people in mind. So we should all let go. Forgive people. Learn to forgive people. I had this dream on the 4th of April 2020. I'm sorry, 4th of August 2020. Last year. I won't forget that day. I was about to go to work. I was so moody at work the whole of that day. I made an audio and I sent to my siblings. I sent to the WhatsApp group. Telling them to live right to please God. I first of all saying the world will soon come to an end. But as I began to think of it and the Spirit of God began to reveal things to me, He was telling me that we can die anytime and when you die, that's your own. Your world has come to an end. And when you die without forgiveness and without making peace with God, you are going to where? You are going to hell. And on that day, you'll be there alone. All those your friends cheering you up. Now, yes, don't forgive her. Don't forgive him. Show his own sin. Waiting, say, be congosa your name. He gossip you. He talks, say, waiting. All those your friends will not be there. I'm telling you, I was in that dream with my daughter. I didn't say, Father, take me and her. I was crying for my own soul to be safe. I didn't say, Father, I've left my boys there and playing football. I was going to take me and them. If you want to kill me or if I'm about to die, let me die with my kids and make heaven. No, no, no. I was crying for my own soul. I was saying, Father, forgive me. Me, Kati. I didn't call my husband's name. I didn't call my kids. I didn't call nobody. 
Even my mother who was at home, at first when we entered the house and I saw how dark it was, I tried to reach to my back to call my mom to get my phone and call her. I could not reach to it. That's telling you that on that last day, you will not be able to make peace. You can't even tell anybody goodbye. You will not even be able to say the repentance prayer. Because some of us, we are like, ah, it's okay now. God is so faithful and he's a forgiving God. When I'm about to die, I'll quickly say the, the, the repentance prayer and I'll be, you think you're smart. This is a, a revelation I'm getting now. That that phone that I was about to take to call my mother and I could not call her means when you're about to die, you don't even have the strength. You don't even think of you making peace with God before you die. Now that you are fit and fine, Father, thank you for this revelation. Now that you are fit and fine, make peace with God. Don't wait when you're in your dying bed. You might be walking and you collapse and you die. You might be talking and you choke and you die. You'll be thinking of drinking water or something. You will not even think of making peace, of asking God for forgiveness. That's why I always say I check myself more than how many times a day. I don't know because we don't know when that hour will come. You might go to bed and that is it. You say, okay, I'll call them tomorrow and reconcile. Oh, let me wait till December when the family is coming together, when we are doing get together, then I will reconcile. You have the time now. Take your phone and call. Don't feel too big. At times you're always like, why can't they make the move? Why can't you make the move? We should be peacemakers. We should always be the first to make. Don't always wait for the next, the, the other person. You can make that first move. I've had two new revelations of that dream today. The lady who came and who... The, who came, she was so confident, there's a lady who came and covered my head with a scarf. That's telling us that only very few people will make heaven. Because there were many people in that room. But she's the only one. Everybody was crying and praying. I just got this revelation like right now. She's the only one who was supposed to make heaven. Had it been, it were not a dream. It was not a dream rather. And Miss trying to reach my mom and I could not get my phone. That's telling me that when we are about to die, we will not even have time to make peace with God. So let's make peace with God now that we are alive. Don't fall for that trap that your friends are cheering you up. They are clapping for you. Don't forgive her. Revenge. Vengeance is of God. Forgive people. You can feel hurt. Let them know. Let them know how you feel. It hurts. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel. Those are all emotions. It's okay to, to, to let it out. To cry. To feel bad. But lay down and ask God for his grace. Say, Father, see how they hurt me. Look, see how they treat me. But forgive them. You don't need to be best of friends. You don't need to be best of friends because you might have a forgiving heart. You don't know what's in their mind. They might take advantage of that and want to harm you or do something worse. Okay? But make sure, make peace with God. Say, Father, I don't want to be best of friends with them. Probably not even be in talking terms, but I don't have anything against them. I just want to be go my way because this one is not good for me. Because of the way they treated me or the way they behaved towards me, 
or because of the business, the way the business went, it didn't go good. I don't want to have anything to do with them, but I don't have anything against them. When you see them, you know your peace is, you are at peace with yourself. From the very beginning, I, I said it, I said, you will know. We try to suppress these feelings, these emotions when they come. You try to suppress them. You, pretend. you see some people pretend like they didn't see you. People do it right inside the church. I've been there. Somebody sitting behind you because you have issues with that person. They say, let's share the grace. You won't even look at that one behind you, turn in front and you are waving somebody who is five seats away in front of you or the ones beside you, you are waving and shouting. And the one behind or the one beside you, even you ignore them because you are not talking with them. Inside church, inside church, which God are we serving? Which peace are we? Which grace are we sharing? And you just nail down and ask God to forgive you. And your sister is behind you. You are not talking to her. Your brother is there. You are not talking. You have unforgiveness in your mind with, uh, towards them. I'm telling you what God showed me, what he revealed to me, that, that the number that will make heaven will be so few that people will be shocked at their last day. Because of things like this, unforgiveness will be like, no, I don't steal. I don't kill. I don't do this. That's fine. What about unforgiveness? Search yourself. Search yourself, people. I said I was about reading from my book, but I don't think we'll read. I mean, the Spirit of God has taken over me and he has said it all. There's no need me reading from my book. I can just give people my own encounter. You know, I had issue with my senior brother, my blood brother. It was not even something big. And we argued, me, him, and my junior sister. And I was taking sides, supporting my junior sister. I was like, yeah... Yeah, you didn't do this. It's, and it was okay. After a while, we'll call from time to time. I'll call. I remember during Christmas, on Christmas Day, she came. She went to visit my mom and I was on phone with my mother. My brother was like, your brother is here. I said, okay, pass him the phone. And I wished him happy Christmas. And I said, prosperous New Year. And he was like, mm-hmm. But kind of cool. But this is my brother that will talk. We're buddy buddies. We'll talk and make jokes. He's my senior brother. We'll talk and we'll crack jokes. But it was not there. I still had some unforgiveness in me because I was re recounting things oh yeah yeah this that and that and that he even came here he didn't visit me and not until one day I was praying and I thought maybe greeting him from time to time calling or like he was at my mom's place during Christmas and I called and I greeted I thought okay everything was fine you know not until one day I was praying and I've been asking God for something and while I was praying, asking him, I said, Father, why are you not granting me this? And he dropped his name in my spirit. I heard his name and he didn't say anything. I don't know how the spirit of God operates with you people. He doesn't speak much when he's talking to me. At times he will just give me a word and the word will reveal a lot of things. It will come with a lot of revelations and clarity. He just dropped his name in my spirit and that was it. I wailed, I cried. And I, it was midnight. I picked up my phone and I called my mother. My mother is in Cameroon. I called my mom that night. and My mom was panicking, hearing me calling her late at night. And she was like, what is it? And I told her, I said, the Spirit of God has just revealed to me that I've not made peace with my brother. And she was quiet. After I spoke, she said, I'm happy you have found Christ. She said, call your brother and make peace with him. And I called my brother the next day. 
And I told him what happened. So I was praying and the spirit of God revealed that I have to make peace with you. Say, brother, if you were wrong, I'm forgiving you. If I were wrong, forgive me. And my brother said something that I will never forget. He said, Mbole, I will soon die and leave this world. You will soon die and leave this world. Why all this resentment? Why all this unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred? I said, forgive me. He said, it is well. It's okay. And we are fine. That's why I say it would take but God's grace to reveal this to you. This is my own blood brother. And what we even, the, what even caused that is something very minor. But had it been something had happened, I died then. I would not have made heaven. I would not have made heaven. Pretending to greet him, talk to him on phone from time to time. Whereas deep inside of me, I knew I was still angry. Like right deep. You have to search yourself. You have to go deep. Not just like, no, but I talked to my brother and I talked to my sister. I greeted her last time. Da, 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 da. And with her, I saw her now. She's my friend. We're not best of friends. I greeted her. You have to search deep inside. Ask the Spirit of God to reveal to you. And if he does, make peace with him. Make peace. If you can't reach them, tell God with all sincerity. Of course, you can't, de- you can't deceive God. Go before God with all sincerity and say, Father, forgive me. Help me to let go of this unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a sin, people. And you need God's grace to let go. People must have hurt you badly. They might have hurt you. You might have hurt somebody also. If they don't reveal it to you, you won't know we are not perfect. You might have hurt somebody. You'll be shocked if people open their mouth to tell you what you've done to them. You'll be surprised. You'll be like, I did that. Oh, I didn't know. I just said it. I didn't know you took it so personal. Yes. Same way you are taking what somebody said about you personal. That's how somebody is taking what you thought was a joke. And that's why we say we have to make peace because you said it, you thought maybe it was just some, it was for fun, right? You were not serious about it and you have, you, you've gone your way. And that one who is dealing with it is having unforgiveness in mind. Like, look at what she said. Listen to what she said. I'll never forgive. But you have, you've made peace with, you have a peace with yourself and God knows it was a joke. But she's holding it. That's why I say unforgiveness only holds you in bondage, you yourself. And it will lead to your death. And to you not making heaven. So let go, people. Let go, dear friend. You've been listening to Kathy Ekakunden Jingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus. And I pray that if you listen to me, and you've been listening to me, and to all those who listen to this message, let go. Forgive people. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Until we meet again. Go out, spread love, share love just because it's the right thing to do. Okay? Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.